0: I got my cup of coffee in me, I'm ready to go, I'm fired up from last night's NBA games. Welcome to the Caffeine and Covers Podcast, this is Jake Albright, I am here with you. Let's get going baby, it's Thursday morning. We're going to recap these NBA games for you real quick and then we're going to preview Tonight's games a little bit and then look out for our Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on there at the underscore uptake and at caffeine and covers. Um, we will be links will be in the bio, of course, um, of this podcast. Make sure to follow us for the full card. I'm going to be releasing it this afternoon. Um, you can follow all my picks. You can uh, gamble along with me if you feel like it, but just remember if you lose money, that's not my fault, man. That's the numbers fault. That's the game's fault. So it's all for fun. It's all in the fun of the game. And here we go. Let's jump into it. Last night, we had a full slate. Um, Atlanta killed Boston. They were up the whole game. Gallinari had 10 threes. Uh, just a huge game from Gallo. I mean, this is what we're seeing in the NBA these days is is guys getting hot. Um, and, and when they get hot, the game's over. I mean, We saw it, too, with Trey Young at the end of the first quarter in this game. He had 16 straight points. Um, Just took over the game, really. I mean, showed us why he should be All-Star, showed us why he is an All-Star. He finished with, like, 38. Gallo finished with 38 as well. Uh, Just a dominant performance from Atlanta. You know, we see this from him. Atlanta's a very tough team to, A, gamble on and, B, you know, predict because, they're very up and down. I mean, they're very reliant on their shooting. If Trey Young has a good game, if, if a couple other guys shoot well, they play well, um, and they usually win. And that's that's kind of generally for the whole NBA this year as a whole, um, but specifically for Atlanta as well. And Atlanta's also struggling with injuries. Cam um, Reddish has hurt. DeAndre Hunter's been out for a while, and he was having a really good year. So this loss... I think this means a lot more for for the Celtics though, um, as they fall two games under five hundred. They have the same record as the New York Knicks, which absolutely no one would have predicted before the year started. And we look at this Celtics team, just you know, a real quick like synopsis uh, of where they are. I mean, they're two games under five hundred. They have two All Stars, Tatum and Brown, under twenty five years old. They're having you know career years. Tatum's struggling a little bit, but. It's just, you know, it's 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 a tough position for them to be in, especially where they were a couple years ago, and they made the conference finals last year. We just don't know what this Celtics team is and, and where they're going to go. Um, you know, they, they got a trade to make, it seems like. It, Ainge is going to is be calling everyone at the trade deadline, seeing who's available and seeing what he can make happen. Uh, we'll see if he's got a trick up his sleeve, but... The Celtics, man, they got a move to make, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see you know how how far they go. Do they completely blow up? Do they try to just a couple tweaks here and there? Um, their bigs are definitely an issue. Tristan Thompson is not helping uh, very much. He's getting killed on the defensive end, uh, and and Tyce can't carry that load by himself. So the Celtics have issues. They had a tough loss last night. They had an even tougher loss two nights before uh, with the Luca game winner. And they're reeling right now, so they got some stuff to figure out. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna be on the lookout for them. They don't they don't play tonight. They got a couple days off, so we'll see what 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 happens with the Celtics. Um, but moving on down the Eastern Conference, we had Eastern Conference Western Conference battle with Golden State and in Indiana. Golden State came out on top. They won by four. Curry didn't even have that good of a game. I mean, he had twenty four. Struggles shooting, but it's Steph Curry when he struggles shooting. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll bring up one of my favorite stats gravity. He just creates so much gravity on the court that at all times you have to worry about him, you have to care about him. No matter if he's one for 10 or if he's nine for 10, um, he's you think he's gonna make that next shot, so you have to worry about him at all times, and that allows for Golden State to, you know, run offense with players that, you know, are like Draymond, who doesn't score. Um, he creates space on the court. He allows other players to get open looks. And sometimes the Warriors hit those, sometimes they don't. Uh, it's a struggle this year with Ubre and, and Wiggins. Um, they got Wiseman back two games ago, and he's really been he's really been helping. I think Wiseman is, is probably, you know, he's, he's going to be on one of the all-rookie teams. He's one of the highest potential rookies in this class. Obviously, Lomelo is running away with the rookie of the year this year. Um, I think he's like minus probably 600 now, 500. I mean, he's a lock, unless I don't, I mean, even if he gets hurt, I, I just don't see how anyone catches him um, with where he's playing and, and how he's starting. But we'll get to Lomelo later. Uh, but for now, James Wiseman, he, he provides a lot for the Warriors, specifically on the, on the offensive end right now um, he still struggles on defense, but offensively, you know, he gives him a little versatility. He can handle the ball. He can shoot. He provides space. And especially off the bench, that bench unit with Pascal and, um, their guards, it's, it's not horrible. You know, um, if if they can, if they can survive the minutes without Curry and Draymond on the floor, then this Warriors team can definitely, um, you know, win games and, and get into the playoffs. And I don't think they can go anywhere, but uh, they'll be a frisky team for sure, and and next year going forward, I think they're definitely someone to look at. But for this game sp- specifically, ugh, excuse me, um, they beat Indiana by four. Indiana, you know, at home. Indiana's really struggling right now. Uh, they had a ten day break, so they had you know COVID related stuff going on in their in their organization, and. Coming into tonight, we had no idea. Sabonis got snubbed for the All-Star game, and it just, you know, it it was, they fought, they fought. Indiana, you know, they're always going to keep the game close. They're always going to fight. They're always going to play pretty well, but uh, when it came down to it, they just, they didn't shoot very well last night. They didn't play up to how they normally do, and, you know, I mean, Sabonis had a pretty damn good game, but... They didn't get much production off the bench. Justin Holiday struggled. T.J. McConnell struggled. And, you know, looking at from a gambling perspective, I mean, the Warriors pretty comfortable. Uh, if, if you see the Warriors plus two against, you know, an average NBA team or below, I would take that these days. Um, they're an above-average NBA team. And, and they a big thing with the Warriors this year, and the last thing I'll touch on for this game, is the Warriors really play to their competition, um, I've noticed this year. So... When they play good teams, they'll play up and it'll be, you know, it'll be a close game. And when they play bad teams, like we saw with the Hornets the other night, they're going to struggle. They're going to, you know, it's going to be a it's going to be a fight and it's probably going to be close. So the Warriors, it seems like no matter who they're playing, they play to their competition. And, you know, that just kind of shows me that it's a it's a team with some guys that are really good and know what they're doing. And then it's a team with also some guys that are young or struggle with their role and are actually just struggling this year, um, specifically with Kelly Oubre. So that's the Warriors and, and Pacers game. Uh, Warriors covered. It's just, you know, pretty easy when Warriors are underdogs. Uh, you, you, should, you should take that against a, against a league average team. Uh, but moving on real quick, Cleveland killed Houston. Uh, Dylan Windler, my guy out of Belmont, he had to sit out last year. He uh, really underrated, just really good shooter. I don't know, you know, what his role in the NBA will be, but um, i I think he has a I think he has a good future in the NBA. I think he can be a pretty damn good shooter. I think he can fit into that kind of Duncan Robinson three and D kind of role um, where he spots up, comes off screens. Uh, he's, he's he's got a future in the league. And another person I want to highlight just from this game, who had a really good game was uh, Jared Allen. He had I think like twenty three points and eighteen rebounds uh, and, you know, just, it's very interesting to watch him on this Cleveland team, uh, you know, this Cleveland team's got the young guards in, in Sexton and Garland, who have a lot of potential, but, you know, just kind of like a mismatch of, of guys on this team, Acoro's got a lot of potential as well, uh, but then you watch Jared Allen, and, and, you know, you see him, and you think about how he was on this, on that Nets team earlier this year, and thinking about him on that Nets team with, with that group, that, that, that's, that's a scary thought, man, and, He's he's kind of the ideal modern big. He's you know really mobile, plays good defense, can set good screens, roll. Um, someone that I was just one on my team, you know he 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 can fit all the all the things you want as a big, except for shooting obviously, which yeah you you can make up for especially uh with uh, with a team like the Nets so. Jared Allen, you know, he's kind of stuck on this Cleveland team. That's kind of where everyone is. They're just stuck in Cleveland, uh, which I hate to say, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know if they're going to keep giving this backcourt time or if they're going to try to make some moves and you know either go through the draft or trade or whatever it is. Um, But, you know, another team of mismatch, misfits, is the Houston Rockets right now. Uh, with Wall and Cousins and Gordon and Tucker and it's it's it just Depot. It just seems like, you know, they've got everyone on that team doesn't want to be there. Everyone on that team is, is looking to go somewhere else. They're trying to play for their next contract, play for a trade. And uh, it's a weird group. It's a weird group. They're really struggling right now. They don't win many games. Uh, they don't really cover. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of... I don't know. I don't know where Houston is going as a franchise. I don't know what they're doing. They don't have any draft picks. It, it feels like uh, an early 2000s team, you know, like those like Jailblazers team. I don't want to compare them to the Jailblazers, but in the sense that it's just kind of like a group of misfits that doesn't really make sense. And you're just kind of like, all right, like, let's just let's just get through the year and we'll see what happens next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, just kind of a crazy 180 for that franchise and that fan base and where they were for the last, you know, decade. Um, but I guess that happens in sports. You got to move on. You got to, you know, make a new make a new uh, course for your franchise. Um, but New Orleans, Detroit happened as well last night. New Orleans won by 10. You know, just New Orleans has been playing pretty well lately. Uh, I know they got killed by Phoenix, but... Zion's been an absolute beast this year. He's a tank. He's everything we've thought he was. Brandon Ingram has really added um, playmaking to his game, which is which is really improved. Which is, uh, you know, he might not be putting up as gaudy of statistics as he has, or you know, his statistics might not be improving like they have been throughout his career. But he really has improved. If you watch his game, his playmaking, his passing, uh, his ability to read offenses and move within the offense is is impressive. So. I really like Brandon Ingram this year, and that Pelicans team. Um, too bad they don't, you know. They need one more piece. They need one more young piece, but it's a it's an exciting young core, and they're and they're playing well this year as a whole. They uh, they beat up on the Pistons last night. The Pistons are just struggling with, you know, they got they got young age. They got just a bunch of misfits as well. It's you know, it's a weird NBA year. It's just a weird NBA year. I, I, you're, you'll hear everyone say that all analysis say that, but um, it's just a strange year for teams, you know, trying to figure out themselves. They didn't have a training camp, they didn't have an offseason, really. Um, so it's it's just been a strange year of teams trying to figure out who they are, and, and Detroit definitely falls into that category, where some nights they'll, they'll play well, and it looks like they've got a bunch of young guys who are, um, got a lot of potential, and then other nights they'll just kind of you know look like a look like one of the worst teams in the NBA and uh, it's they're I guess a good barometer for other teams like the Pelicans you know I was looking at that game last night especially with the spread being nine and a half it seemed like Vegas um, was expecting the pelicans to blow them out and so it seemed like a good test for the Pelicans you know where are you guys can you guys beat a, a bad team um, and can you cover that spread and they did. Um, they were up more than double digits the whole game. Uh, you know, Detroit almost back to cover there at the end, but they were able to cover nine and a half. They won by ten, uh, and it was it was you know I mean we're starting to see a little bit of form take shape uh, with with the top half of the league. We're starting to see some some teams separate themselves. Some teams kind of show some consistency. Uh, I'll get into some, a couple other of those teams. Down here, Uh, real quick, I want to touch on Oklahoma City and San Antonio. Lou Dort, huge game winner. Shea Gilligas had 42, carried the thunder. Um, he's, He's getting better every game. He's getting better every year. If you haven't watched Shea, please, 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 you know, at least watch some highlights. He's one of the smoothest players you will ever see. He just does everything. It looks like slow. He just he just is at his own pace. He doesn't get sped up. Um, he's a very fun fun point guard to watch. If you're a point guard, he you know he just controls the game. He he's and and with how young he is, um, it's scary to think about how good he's going to get uh, later in his career. So they beat San Antonio. San Antonio without DeRozan, without pretty much half their roster. Just really struggling right now. Uh, We're another weird team, and you know Oklahoma City. I, I don't think they wanted to win that game because you know they want that high draft pick. If they can pair SGA and Dort um, and Baisley with with another young piece from this draft class like Kate or Jalen Suggs, that team could be uh, have a really good, scary core going forward. And uh, <laughs> as an Oklahoma City fan, that makes me feel pretty good because. You know, thinking about who we lost and all the star players we lost, to think about how quickly this could turn around with Shea and if we could get one more piece, um, that would be really cool. So that's that. I didn't really want to touch on that game too much. Lou Dort, I do want to give a shout-out to him. He hit a huge three at the end. Uh, Great inbounds play. They used Shea as a little decoy. Horford caught the ball at the top of the key. Uh, drove right and kicked to kicked to Dort in the in the wing, and Dort just hit it. Fell to the ground. It felt weird with no fans. Felt very anticlimactic, but it, it was a game winner. A game winner is a game winner, and good for Dort, man. Good for Dort. That gives him just even more confidence. He's had a really really good year. I think he's one of the ten best on ball defenders in the league, and if he just keeps improving his uh, his offense. Uh, he's gonna become a star man, and that bag is going to come for him. So yes, good for Lou Dortman. I know he works his ass off. I know uh, I just you know, that's, he's got a bright future. But moving on, we have Miami Toronto, you know, just another kind of close game, but not really the whole time. Miami, Miami controlled the whole game. Miami is starting to look like themselves again. With, uh, with Jimmy Butler being back. They just need Hero and Draja to get fully healthy, but they're starting to get their full team back. They struggled with injuries and COVID throughout the beginning of the year, and, I mean, they only had 70 days off, so we, you know, with how good the Lakers did to start the year, it kind of ruined our, uh, you know, what we thought these teams should look like, but Miami definitely struggled at the beginning of the year. They went through that final slump a little bit, had a bunch of injuries, covid and we're starting to see them them round into shape man i mean they're starting to play really well they uh they beat the lakers the other night uh which isn't too impressive these days but you know to beat the lakers and then to beat toronto who has been looking really good themselves as of late fred van vliet chris boucher uh i talked about them yesterday on the pod really really good um Really good team that that you know might not make noise in the playoffs with with the Nets and the and the Bucks and those top teams in the East, but just a solid solid team. Who, I mean, they've been there, done that, man. I mean, Fred VanVleet's got Finals experience. A lot of guys on their roster have Finals experience, and it's just. It's a good team. They're they're not gonna lose many. Uh, they're not gonna lose many bad games. And if they do lose, it's it's probably gonna be to a good team. And, and that's who we've seen. Uh, Miami can be, and uh, you know that's a good sign for Miami. If you're if you're a fan or if you're a gambler, if you're looking at them, uh, you know start looking at them and maybe you know they'll be they'll be underrated here for a couple weeks. The lines will be a little low and uh, undervalued, and and we can jump on Miami here. So. Um, With that, one of the hottest teams in the NBA is the Chicago Bulls. They are cover city. If you follow my Instagram, I pick them almost every other night for the lock of the day. And they've been coming through for me. It came through for me again last night in overtime. Levine went crazy. He had 35 points. And the Bulls won by 7. They covered that 4.5 point spread. It was beautiful, man. It was real nice. Um, the Bulls, they are a, you know, finally got a good coach, got rid of Boylan. And, you know, Billy D's really turned them around. They're playing good defense. They have a solid offense now. Levine is really taking over. He's one of the five best, just pure scorers um, in the world right now. I mean, you can't stop that man from getting a bucket. He's going to drive. He's going to get a midi. He's going to get a three. He's going to get something on you. And he's probably going to make it. So levine has been on a roll he rightfully got his first all-star appearance um selection and chicago has been playing pretty damn good basketball man i know their record doesn't show it but they're just they're a solid team um they play you know Kobe white's been playing pretty well patrick williams i know he's surprising a lot of people if you watch bulls games and you were a little confused on why he was the fourth pick in the draft uh you're seeing why he's he's got a pretty good offensive game. I know his defensive numbers aren't that great, but he's just he's got a lot of potential with his size and, and athleticism and his you know especially with his offensive ability that we're seeing. He's he's showing flashes of of a mid range game, a little back to the basket game, and uh, yeah. I mean the Bulls are. I didn't I didn't necessarily like where they were. Over the last couple of years, but you know, with the emergence of Levine, if he can keep improving his playmaking, that's kind of the last thing he needs to unlock. Um, the Bulls can be the Bulls can have a little future, man. They can have a little future with Colby White. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I think people are ready to give up on Laurie marketing, but uh, he just he just he just struggles. Um, yeah, so Bulls cover city. Who knows when I'm going to pick them again for the lock of the day. I don't think they play tonight, but very soon, very soon. Be on the lookout. Follow the Instagram. Uh, We got two more games to wrap up, and then we'll preview tonight's games real quick, and we'll get out of here, man. So we had uh, Phoenix and Charlotte. That game was – I thought Phoenix was going to blow them out. The line – Vegas thought Phoenix was going to blow them out. The line was, I think – Nine and a half, and uh, it, it it looked like, uh you know, Charlotte coming into that game was just, you know, below league average. Phoenix was one of the best teams in the league. They're playing really good basketball. Uh, excuse me. Playing really good basketball right now. And the NBA, man, any, any given night, it's like, you know, LaMelo had a really good game. Malik Monk off the bench had 30 points. Uh, he's really showing out this year. He's really improving and the Suns, i mean just struggled they struggled to to score i mean d book has he's still you know he's it's undeniable he's one of the best scorers in the league and and everything he does um in iso and and it's just it's mind boggling you know and and if he's hot he's unstoppable he's one of the best scorers in the world but he he does have these moments man where he he disappears or you know, he goes cold for a while or he'll have games of, you know, 17 points. And it kind of confuses me. I mean, I, I just don't understand why he can't, you know, get that consistency, why he can't take that next step. And I mean, as well as DeAndre Ayton. Uh, but we're seeing that with this, this Suns team. I mean, they have all the talent in the world when they put it together. Uh, they win. They win. And their record is very good, but it still seems like they, they can be a lot better. And it still seems like that they blow some weird games that they shouldn't lose. Um, And last night was one of those games to Charlotte uh, where I know Malik and and LaMelo had a good game. But it's just you shouldn't lose those games, man. You shouldn't even be close. And uh, it was, you know, disappointing if you're a Phoenix better, that's for sure, or a Phoenix Suns fan. Uh, Last game we're going to just touch on real quick, Utah and Los Angeles. Utah went by about 25. Utah's best team in the league by far right now. Los Angeles is Struggle City without Dennis Schroeder and AD. So we'll see if they can get their stuff together. Um, But, yeah, man, hopefully, hopefully. Or they're going to have to make a trade. I know LeBron's worrying. I know LeBron's up at night right now. He is thinking about this Los Angeles team. He's thinking about what he can do because – I mean, he's watching the the Nets. He's watching the Clippers. I'm sure he's worried. I'm sure he's a little scared. Um, But going forward, let's jump to today. We've got six games tonight. Real quick, we'll go over these, and then we'll get out of here. I want you guys to have a great Thursday. So tonight we have... Sixers Mavs on TNT should be a great game. There's no line out for it yet because we don't know who's playing for the Sixers. Uh, Curry's been in and out of the lineup, but Luca, bead two MVP candidates. I mean, Luca's not in that conversation right now, but obviously we all know Luca could be uh, going forward if his team was a little better, if he shot a little better. Um, so that should be a great game. Super fun matchup. And that's going to be an uh, early game on TNT, like I said. So I'll probably have a pick on that game coming out this afternoon. Like I said, follow me on Instagram or Twitter. You can see all my, you know, opinions on the games. I watch them every night. Watch, try to watch as many as I can. And uh, so, yeah, make sure to follow me. And we'll be right back here tomorrow. Uh, so Knicks-Kings is the second game tonight. You know, should be a pretty exciting game with, uh, you know, De'Aaron Fox been playing really well. Tyrese Halberton, if you haven't checked him out, please do. He's one of the best rookies in the league right now. He, I'd probably put him number two behind LaMelo. Uh, just super super smooth guy. I mean, he's got a weird jumper. He's got a really good floater game. Uh, he gets his buckets in a weird way. You know, he's, he's got his own unique kind of game. It's, it's hard to explain, but... Uh, he's he's someone you should definitely watch if you haven't, uh, as well as the Knicks. The Knicks are one of the surprises of this year. They're just a feisty team. Tom Thibodeau, I don't know what he does, but he just infuses himself into the into the team, and, and the Knicks are playing like Tibbs. So that should be a good game. Uh, I think the line opened at 2 for the Knicks because they're at home. I don't know who I would take there. I might lean Knicks. We'll see. Like I said, keep teasing that card. Make sure to follow the Instagram. You'll see my picks this afternoon. Uh, next game, we have the Nets and the Magic. Uh, the Nets are on a roll. They've won, I think, six or seven in a row. Harden's playing like one of the best players in the league. And I just, you know, it's it's tough to bet against the Nets right now. I don't know if, if Vegas is still undervaluing them. Um, the line tonight is opened at 7.5, which, again, seems a little low. So I don't know. I'm gonna take a heavy look at the Nets, and we'll see if I wanna I wanna make a little wager on them as well tonight. Uh, next game is Grizzlies Clippers. Grizzlies have really been struggling. I mean, they've been dealing with injuries, but John Morant, Jonas Valanciunas, they've been carrying, uh, and it's it's just not gonna be. I don't think this is gonna be a close game. Clippers Clippers are getting healthy. They've got everyone back finally. And they're starting to look like one of the best teams in the league, again, like they were at the beginning of the year. This game opened at uh, Clippers minus 7.5. They're on the road. It's now up to minus 8. I, you know, again, probably take a look at the Clippers. We'll see how high this line gets. I expect it to climb even higher. Um, and we'll, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's too early to tell, man. Coffee's wearing off. I got to get out of here. ha, <laughs> ha. Uh, Nuggets Wizards second to last game of the night. Nuggets are at home. Nuggets open as a seven point favorite. I just don't see how the Wizards can guard Jokic tonight. You know, if you if you're looking for someone to go off, I might I might put my money on Jokic. He could have a 40-50 ball the way he's been playing, the way he's been shooting lately, and the Wizards just don't have anyone to guard him um they're starting a really small lineup right now with Rui and Garrison Matthews and Moritz Wagner um which that lineup has been playing well they won they won you know five in a row but I just don't see how they're going to be able to guard the Nuggets size um I expect Jokic to have a good game but I do not know if they're going to be able to cover that spread of uh seven right now so last game of the night this is going to be the second TNT game. They're really trying to show off Zion here in these national TV games. The Bucks versus the Pelicans. This is a very interesting game. The Bucs have been struggling lately. This line comes out at 9, which I think is very high. I mean, the Pelicans, I guess, are on the second night of a back-to-back. But the Pelicans are a pretty damn good team, man. They've been playing really well lately. Uh, They had a huge, I mean, I guess, you know, beating the Celtics doesn't mean much, but they have been, you know, they've been playing pretty damn well. Zion's been playing well. And they got some momentum. The Bucs do not. The Bucks they did come off a win against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But like I said, last podcast, they've been struggling with their with their defense. They're trying to figure some stuff out scheme-wise. They're switching from a drop scheme to a switch scheme, which is, uh, you know, it takes time. And with a with little amount of practice and, and no training camp this year, it's, uh, it's been a struggle for the Bucs. They're giving up a lot of threes, and teams this year especially are making those threes. So Milwaukee has some things to figure out, but we'll see. This is a good test for them tonight against the Pelicans, who uh, who also have some momentum. And, uh, you know, that line, like I said, it's at nine, which is very high. So that might make me lean a little bit towards the Pelicans. Um that is it for tonight's games please follow the instagram i don't really have a lean after talking about all these games you know the whole kind of point of talking about all these games is to see where i'm leaning for the lock of the day maybe give you guys a little hint but i don't even have a feel right now um i'm really gonna have to take a look at the board maybe do some research and we'll see uh we'll see who i come up with because i got to keep that rolling man it's been eight in a row i can't let the people down that's it man you guys have a great day uh this has been caffeine and covers please follow us on instagram caffeine at caffeine and covers i'll put it in the bio i'll put my twitter in the bio follow me for my picks. we're nine and one on the lock of the day i have one eight in a row I think we're 27-15. and 15. You can check my Twitter for those exact stats. But we've been, we've been rolling with the NBA lately. We're up about seven units so far over the last couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, man, just looking to keep it going. So make sure to tune in to Caffeine Covers. We'll be breaking down the games. And, yeah, man, love you guys.